Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Perfect Imbalance. On this show, we bring together conversation and expertise. My name is Jeff Way, and I'm the founder of Perfect Imbalance, the first podcast to challenge the myth of work-life balance and explore alternatives for improving overall well-being. Each week, I'll be interviewing different thought leaders, elite sports performers and entrepreneurs to understand how they are achieving happiness, success and greater fulfilment in their lives. So here's to you, the listeners, joining us each week. Welcome to Perfect Imbalance. On this episode, I share my interview with Gavin Bell, Facebook advertising consultant, vlogger and speaker. Now, Gavin and I get into a discussion around work ethic. We talk about the yin and the yang, the importance of trying everything. And Gavin gives insight into how to take control of your time to minimise distractions. We also talk about having freedom over what we do and what we're passionate about. Here's Gavin. Gavin, thank you very much indeed for agreeing to come on the show. It's an absolute pleasure to be able to spend some time with you today. So thank you very much. It's my pleasure. I'm glad to be here. Good man. Now, I know you and I have been uh, looking at getting this date in the diary for a while. So uh, it's good that it's come to fruition. And a big thank you to Gavin Oates, uh, who appeared on the show uh, in series one for introducing us to each other. Yeah, he's a good guy. Good name as well. Great name. (laughs) Cool name. Um, Now, I'm sure the listeners uh, are keen to understand uh, a little bit more about you. Uh, So, Gav, can you describe what it is you do and why people want to either work or interact with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I um, I do a few things, actually. And the the kind of main main thing for me is uh, I run a Facebook advertising agency. So we work with brands across the world, really, um, helping them with by by managing their paid media spend on Facebook. And that's got a wide range of clients, everything from local chiropractors all the way to uh, football teams here in the UK. So that takes up a lot of my time. Uh, I also run a, a program called the Funnel Academy, which is a, an online membership program that, that helps businesses that maybe can't afford to outsource their advertising to an agency like us. And I, I, it's basically filled with hours of training content on, on how to do it yourself. So that's also a, a big part of what I do. And then I also do a lot of fun things like uh, speaking on stages and big into content creation. So often carry my camera around making videos, whether that's a, a day in the life vlog or something random like going down the street here in Edinburgh in my boxers because I, I felt like I needed that challenge. So I do lots of fun stuff and um, very excited to, to talk about it today. Fantastic. And, I, and I've seen some of the fun stuff that, that you do and, and it is 100% fun. Gav, I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, at what point did you discover and decide to, to focus your work and your energy in, in the space that you're in? Yeah, it was it was about when I first launched the business oh, five, six years ago, whenever it was, we launched as a social media marketing agency. So 
very much um, just helping people with their social media. And, and that, when I say helping, I basically mean manage. So I would, I would manage the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for, for different businesses, mostly small businesses back then. And um, the reason that I came to into that world, the social media world initially was I had a, another company where I was working with personal trainers and putting them into corporate environments to run corporate wellbeing sessions. So PT would go in, get staff that are typically sat at their desk all day on their feet doing some exercises. And um, that business in the end didn't do too well, but I, I built a lot of relationships with personal trainers and realized that they were typically really bad at marketing themselves. So they would be trying to go after the 50-year-old that's just trying to lose a little bit of weight, but their Instagram would be broccoli, six-packs, and, and dry chicken. And like then the message just didn't resonate and I saw that and so I was like, right, time to help these guys in this space and I got into that space that way. And then in about six months or so after doing the kind of general social media, a client asked me if um, if we can run some Facebook ads and I was like, well, I don't really know what I'm doing, but let's try it. Tried it, really enjoyed it, got some decent results and thought this is a cool space for me to go and learn and hopefully become the best at just go and nail that space. And, and that's what I've done over the last four or five years. What's one thing that you had absolutely no idea about uh, before, before getting started with your own business? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I, I, I literally didn't, didn't know a thing about what I was doing. And when I moved to Edinburgh, I didn't know anyone, literally no friends, no family here. And so everything I've done has been um, learned from from scratch. So you find networking events online or whatever it may be, you go to them and you realize that this one's rubbish, this one's all right. Maybe find a, a friend at that one and they tell you to go to another event. So you go there and you meet someone else. And it's just been a really, um, like, my family aren't entrepreneurial. I didn't know anyone in Edinburgh. So it's just everything I do and still to this day is all about kind of finding my feet, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. And I think the kind of philosophy that I use when I come to advertising, which is testing everything, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work, iterating is the same philosophy that I use in life and, and business, which is, I don't really, I like taking people's advice, but I always like to try things myself and see whether they work or not. So go into specific events, speaking on stages, trying ads, whatever it may be, try these things. I see whether they work and if they don't scrap them, if they do, then continue doing them. There's a, there's a real groundedness about you, Gab, which um, coupled with your, your desire and, and your energy to, to learn and, and, and to test things yourself has, has clearly played a part in, in getting you to this stage in the work that you're doing. Are there any other particular strengths or, or traits that, that have allowed you to, to do what you do in the way that you do it? You know, I think the main thing is probably just work ethic, which is I love the work that I do. absolutely love it. And because I love it means that when I, I'm working, I don't technically feel like I'm necessarily working. It's like a hobby to me. And and when you've got that level of passion for what you do, and 
it, it means you can work long hours without burning out and it means that you can work long hours without feeling like you need a holiday for example so i think for me the main thing has always just been work hard and and just be a nice person and i've always believed that i mean i'm not old enough to say whether that philosophy has worked or not but i've always believed that that philosophy working hard and be nice to people will will pay off in the end and I, I find it interesting listening to you talk about your work ethic and, and loving the work you do um because because clearly not everybody does but you found something that, that that works for you i talk to a lot of people about work-life balance and, and what i call perfect imbalance being being very much an alternative Gav, what what's your thoughts on on work-life balance and and has actually does does it have an impact on you, given what you've just shared there around, you know, your work ethic and, and loving what you do? Yeah, it's a great question. I feel like for, for me, I mean, you've got, you've got the yin and the yang. The yin is, I love what I do. It's a hobby to me. The bad part of that is it's very, very hard to switch off. Now, you might want to ask a question, do you need to switch off if you if you love what you do so much? But it's... I mean, you could be spending time with a girlfriend away at the weekend, but in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh, that inbox is, is getting pretty big, for example. I, th- I think for me, work, work-life balance is, I don't know. I, I feel like there's not always, like there's, there's not a balance per se, but it's more your work and your life become this harmonious thing that works together where you're because my work is like a hobby, my work is my life, but at the same time, my I don't want my work to be my life. I want my work to fuel my life, if that makes sense. So I, I want a business and uh, yeah, I, I want my business to fuel what I want my life to look like as opposed to my life being the business. But they're kind of intertwined and for, there's no... Certainly in my life, there's no, like, I work till five, I switch off, and that's my work-life balance. What, what would a, I want to probe and, and explore a little bit more, because you, you're, you fall into that category, and, and I'm, I'm not a great one for, for labels or categories, called, called the millennials. At the same time, though, you are an entrepreneur, you've got your own business, and, and, and you work for yourself. What, what would a typical day look like for for you good question so um a typical day for me is wake up roughly 6 a.m and um go to the gym or do some sort of exercise whether that's a run gym cycle stretch and um, i try and put a lot i actually put on my instagram story this morning that i try and put quite a lot of emphasis on my morning and that's not from like a guru morning routine get up at five and meditate for four hours kind of angle it's more of a i feel like um when you work from home and when you're a business owner it can be quite easy to get up slowly go wander through to your living room with a cup of coffee and before you know it's 11 a.m and you've not done anything so i try and put a lot of emphasis on my morning to to get me up and be productive and feel energetic about the day so that so normally exercise healthy breakfast um, and then I'll get straight into work and I'll typically try and just work on the the most important tasks of that day in the morning. 
and I try and uh, push the majority of calls or meetings into into the afternoon so that gives me that morning period to to work but my my kind of day there's no set day routine to be honest um one of the, one of the things that I'm trying to do is is to specify specific days for specific tasks so for example I make a lot of video and currently it's a little bit all over the place so I'll go oh I need to make a video this week I'll do it tomorrow whereas what I'm trying to move towards is a Tuesday for half a day all I do is create video content on Wednesdays I don't take any calls and, and I'm trying to move to a more structured approach like that as opposed to where it can be a little bit all over the place right now but there's no there's no real typical day to be honest I work from home uh, and so I feel it's important to try and get out, do some exercise, eat well. And um, I like looking at myself as a, as a bit of a, a machine. You need to fuel it properly in order for it to work properly. So constantly trying to drink water, eat healthy food, exercise, all those important things, which I feel can be um, often overlooked or easy to forget about when you are so focused on working and, and you work from home. I, I love what you've shared there because... It, it's a it's a conundrum for for a lot of people uh, as they are you know coming through education and wondering what what they should do uh, clearly social media and technology have exploded uh, over the last uh, 10 years or so um and and so more and more people are, are drawn towards alternative careers um i listened intently there because it, i find it fascinating to to understand or, or to break down some of some of what you do, and whilst there isn't a, a a set routine or a typical day as such, it sounds to me like there are certain things that you don't necessarily negotiate on, and that might be your your morning routine, doing some exercise and eating healthy, and then drinking water throughout the day. Th- these are things that all of us can do, but but unfortunately, what happens sometimes is life just catches us up or we get distracted or, or, or we get too busy how how are you able to maintain this this focus and, and this discipline gap what, what what are some of your tips well one thing i would say is um life definitely always gets in the way so we we've just recently been renovating a property and that has taken up a lot of my bandwidth and time during the day when i would typically working and it's just little things you don't expect like uh, a nail going through a water pipe and spraying out whilst the carpet's meant to be getting laid which is something that you don't hear about often from business owners but happens like life gets in the way and if if a nail goes through a water pipe there's no work getting done so I mean that happened literally three weeks ago to me so there's things that you just can't can't help but I mean I, and I've learned this over the years, is I've become very um, protective over my time and even my my brain space. So, I mean, I don't know the statistic, but I know if you're stuck in and you're getting stuck into a task and a piece of work and you get distracted, it takes you on average something like 20 minutes to get back into that focus. And with that, so with that in mind, um, I will do my best to not get distracted, which I know is something that happens easily for me. So if my phone goes off, I'll get distracted and I'll look at it. So I just do things like turn my phone on, do not disturb. 
I try and not look at emails other than maybe in the morning and the evening. So check my emails twice. I try very hard to protect my diary in terms of meetings and calls. So I won't take them unless I need to or I really want to. But I'll do my best to point people towards content I've created online or for example, if people want to pick my brains, I've got a paid service where you can pay for my time as opposed to just jumping on a call. So all of these things I've I've built and I've designed as a way to ensure that I can just sit down at my desk and I've got a lot of time to just work on the things that I need to work on. Have there been any teachers, encouragers, supporters along your journey so far? I think in school, when I was growing up there, I grew up in the Shetland Islands, which is as far north as you can go in the UK. And it's one of those places where everyone knows everyone. And you typically do one of three things growing up, either go into the oil industry, the fishing industry, or you go, what they say, down south to university to study and get a job. And if you don't fit into that, then... I didn't feel when I was at school that there was a huge amount of support for that. And so I was going in my head, like, I I don't want to go to university. I don't want to go into the other areas. I want to run my own business, but I don't really know what I'm doing. I know Shetland's probably not the best place to do it, but I don't know where to go and live. I luckily found a place, a a thing called the Peter Jones Enterprise Academy, which was a one-year program down in Manchester, headed up by the by Peter Jones from Dragon's Den, where you had to go with a business idea. And in that year, you set up that idea. And that's where I went down with the personal training business. And and that year was uh, incredible and and fundamental to uh, where I am today. And it was the first time that I'd ever had real support and people fighting my corner for this idea of setting up my own business and going at it alone at the age of, I would have been 18 at the time. It was just something that I'd, in Shetland growing up, I'd never had before. And to go down there and to have people go, yeah, it's totally normal that you want to set up your own business. Let's go and do it. It was just so encouraging for me and allowed me and gave me the confidence to, to go and do it. And if it wasn't for that year, I, I don't know whether I'd be here speaking to you right now. It's fascinating. Do you still get back to Shetland? I'm assuming you've still got family on the island? Yeah, I've got family there. So I I try and get back maybe two, three, four times a year. Um, I've been twice this year already, going back in a couple of months again. It's one of of those places I I can't say I really enjoyed growing up there. I mean, I did enjoy it, but at the same time, it it wasn't the best place to set up a business because it's just a little bit too remote. but now that I've got a business which can run as long as I've got a laptop and Wi-Fi connection, I absolutely love going back because the basically what we do is just get the wetsuits on, get in the sea and go surfing or cliff jumping and proper outdoors. And it's just a it's a very slow slow life there in Shetland. So if you ever need a a little break or you want to just slow down a little bit. It's a it's the perfect place to go. Not not my ideal place to live forever, but a great place to go if you if you ever just want to slow down a little bit. 
it's interesting because actually you know for a, for a lot of people they'd love that uh, because they do want to slow down a little bit because life is you know passing them by and and they're losing you know connection or, or, or sight of what it is they want to do how, how are you received back in in the Shetlands now that you uh, have you know be, become the person that you are and, and have the organization and the business that you do um I, to be honest it feels like nothing has changed since <laughs> I moved so um I, I don't know what people say behind my back but the um the, I guess the general reception is a is a positive one where uh, I've been asked to go up and speak at various events on leadership and entrepreneurship and uh, have worked with the uh, the uh, tourist body there called Promote Shetlands. So I've done some work with them. So I think I mean overall a positive positive thing. But it feels like nothing has changed, and, and Shetlands one of those places where I'll be like, oh yeah, Gav. I know his mum and dad, so they'll they'll talk about knowing my parents first before, um, before any other business stories come into the conversation. I'm sure. I love that because because we don't we don't see and hear a lot of that anymore um, in in big cities or or big towns. Uh, but but clearly it still does exist uh, in the more remote areas uh, of the country in the UK. Hundred percent. It's it's a very small knit community, and uh, everyone knows everyone. And you can't you can't go to the shop to get a thing a pint of milk without bumping into like three or four people that you know. There is something lovely about that. I mean, that that's me saying it because I've never grown up in that type of area. But clearly, you're able to go back and 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 see it. Um, you know, for what it is, and 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 for for what it was, because um, it sounds like it hasn't changed a great deal. Yeah, it's 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 genuinely a great place. I absolutely love going back, just because it's that it's not changed. Um, and you, I mean, it's very rare that you get good weather, but if you do, then you go in the summer. It doesn't get dark, so you can just sit playing football outside or have a barbecue on the beach at ten o'clock at night. Uh, Friends are still there, family's still there, and it's um, like I say, just a great place to if you want to slow down for a little bit and, and have a slower life. There's nowhere really better than, than Shetland. It's on the list now. You've done that. <laughs> great. But there's lots of um, places in 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 Scotland um, and and around Scotland that I'd love to go and spend a little bit of time switching off uh, and, and and forgetting things for a while. Gav, you run a successful social media business. Um, you have a huge following on YouTube, uh, some hilarious videos on YouTube as well. And you, you speak at, at lots of um, events and, and locations each year. What would you say to others who are considering their options when, when it comes to choosing a, a traditional career or, or indeed you know, choosing to be their own boss? I think the number one thing is asking yourself, what do you want your life to look like? So do you want a life where you work from home? Do you want a life where you travel the world speaking on stages, uh, which isn't as glamorous as it seems, by the way? Or do you want a life where you do go into an office nine to five and you, you've got your friends in the office and you feel like you've got a, a secure job? So I think it's, 
asking yourself what what kind of life do you want and and then looking at well what are the different things that you can do to live that life so i've got for me my i want a life where i've got total freedom over what i do when i do it and the business that i own supports that where i can work from my laptop wherever i am in the world as long as i've got my laptop and, and a wi-fi connection so what what kind of life do you want and and then like what's what are you passionate about are you are you passionate about football if so how can you create a football business that supports your supports the life you want or are you passionate about marketing like myself or or whatever what what is it that you're that you're interested in and then in terms of getting that business going it's i the only thing only advice i can give when it comes to setting up a business is just try everything try going to events try cold messaging on LinkedIn, try emailing people, try phoning people, try everything, see what works, what doesn't work. And what will happen is you'll start to develop a little bit of an understanding on what works, what doesn't work. And you'll start to slowly find how you're going to market your business. You're going to slowly find things that are good about your product, bad about your product. And over time, your business will start to grow because of that. But it's, I think I feel it's maybe easy for me to say that in hindsight. But I feel like a lot of people try and jump straight away to the golden bullet, which is like I need the perfect business, the perfect marketing plan straight away. And a lot of people will come to me saying that is, Gav, I want to set up an ad campaign and I'm wanting to sell hundreds of these products every week. And I'm like, okay, so what proof have you got so far that people like your product? And like, oh, we've not sold anything yet. I'm like, well, running Facebook ads isn't isn't what you need to focus on right now because we don't even know if you've got a good product or service. We need to find that out before we run any ads. So it's just like do things, do stuff, find out what works, what doesn't work, and and then just keep focusing on the things that do work. It, it does sound good in hindsight, I'm sure, and, and other listeners will be thinking, "Well, well, well, yeah." But but you know, we've gone through a lot of a lot of pain, shall we say, uh, to to get to where you are, and and certainly you know that clarity that you have in terms of of what you do. Can can you give us a flavour of of some of the things that you've tried that haven't gone right? I haven't gone right. Yeah. I mean, I remember the, when I first decided to go into this business, I would sit on LinkedIn all day, every day, just messaging every single business owner in Edinburgh, asking if I can meet them for a coffee. And you send like a hundred messages, maybe get one reply, one coffee. But if you send 300 messages, get three replies, three coffees, you might get one client out of that. And it might take you days and it's painful and it's boring. But if you get a client out of it, that's you then started. So I remember doing that. And um, I mean, that's not something I do anymore because I found better ways like Facebook ads, for example, to find clients. But I didn't know that when I first started. And so that was, that's kind of how I got into it. I, I also like to just do lots, do lot, try and still do lots of experiments. So for example, I want, want, uh, run one recently where I ran LinkedIn ads versus Facebook ads, spent 250 pounds on each platform, 
with the same offer, same copy, etc. See which one performed best. Uh, Facebook performed best, but I just constantly like this experimenting to see what works and what doesn't. And I'd probably say nine times out of ten, the things I work on don't work. It's hard. It's hard to give an, an exact example of that. But um, one, I mean, one thing was I, I spent uh, six, seven, eight weeks, probably a bit longer than that, on building a course that I, I built and I, I put up for sale and nothing, nobody bought, nobody bought it. It was, I think it was on Udemy or I think a few people bought it, but you, with Udemy, you only get some like $3 when somebody, when someone buys your course. And so I spent a huge amount of time building this course and it didn't work. So I went, okay, well, Udemy is not work, isn't for me. Yes, you probably could make it work if you put enough effort into it, but it didn't work for me. So I'm going to scrap that and move on. What's the next thing that I can do, which is hopefully going to be better than that. So it's just constantly trying these things. And like I say, whatever idea comes to your head, put it in, write it down and then think about it. Think about how you can perhaps utilize that, try it. What, what sort of things can you do to determine whether it works or not? So are there any metrics that you can look at? Is it clients you're after? Did you get any, did you get any clients? And, um, just roll, just roll those ideas out and see, see what, what happens. I sense that you, you have a different view on this, but, but I'm going to ask you anyway, what's your thoughts on, on failure, Gav? My thoughts on failure are, you know, I feel like a lot of people give the advice, failure's great, you want to fail because you learn. Um, I don't want to fail, personally. I, I've failed multiple times with uh, like the personal training business that I set up, well, the corporate well-being business that I set up. That didn't work, made no money. You could argue I spent a couple of years on it and it, and it failed, so what a waste of time. Or you could look at it as, well, yeah, failed, but that failure or that two-year process got me, like I found out what, what didn't work about it and it gave me the idea for the new business, which is now six years old or something. So um, although I don't want to fail, I think if you do fail, you can always do it in a way where you can take lessons from it. And I know it's a little bit cliche, but cliches tend to be true. So I don't want to fail, but if I fail, I look at it objectively and go, okay, well, why didn't that work? What can I learn from that? And um, how can I take those learnings on to the next thing that I'm going to try? I, I love it. I, I, I sensed you wouldn't want to set out to fail, but you, you do seem very calm and assured in terms of, Failure can be part of the process whereby we're able to to learn and, and glean things from it and then put it into into better use next time yeah I think for me for me I, everything I try and do is or every whenever I'm doing anything, I always just try and remember that whatever I'm doing actually is very insignificant in the grand scheme of things of life and the earth so if i if my little business fails after two years well yeah that's annoying and you might be embarrassed and what people might say but at the end of the day like does it really matter like i'm still alive 
So, so just pull your pants up and start something else. I love it. I, I love it. I, I might even use that quote of pull your pants up and try something else. <laughs> <laughs> now, Gav, you're, you're very passionate about what you do and, and you clearly love it. And, you, and you've said that a, a number of times. What have you not done so far in your life that is on your list of goals for 2020 or beyond that? Well, that is a great question. Um, good question. What have I not done? I feel like I'm... Wow, good question. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things I set out to do this year was for for me and my partner to buy our first home together um and we ended up doing that within three months of the year so we had to sit down at the sit down last week and actually readjust all of our goals for this year um but going forward things that i would like to do if i haven't done i feel like um i'm doing everything i already want to do but i just want to do them all on a bigger scale so i want to grow the agency i want to speak on more stages i want to to grow the funnel academy membership it's just so i think i'm already doing everything i already want to do i just want to do them on bigger scales and i think it was um the four hour work week by tim ferris that kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things which was oftentimes we work to in in this pursuit of when i make a million pounds I'm going to go travel the world or I'm saving up all this money to do something whenever I decide to retire but in the four-hour work week he basically broke it down and was saying well actually you can go travel the world on probably a thousand pounds a month and you can do all of the things that you actually want to do in life for a lot less money than you think and it was in that moment that can open my eyes and and was saying, well, if there's things that you really want to do, there's nothing stopping you doing them right now. Now, I understand that money is a big concern and is a big concern for a lot of people. But typically the things that you want to do, whether it's travel around the world or whatever it may be, cost a lot less than you might actually think. So this pursuit of making a million or whatever it may be, so you can go do these things, I feel is actually a little bit flawed. And I've tried, like I said, I've tried to design my business around my perfect life, so the life that I want to live, and I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job of that. So I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm doing everything I want to do, or I have the ability to do everything I want to do. It's just um, doing more of it. It's interesting that you reference Tim Ferriss, um, because that, that book had a profound effect on me, uh, the first, second, and probably third fourth time I've read it. Um, I love the fact that he challenges certain models uh, that we have in place, like, like retirement, and, and flips it the other way and, and presents a case that says, as, as you just you know, stated, you, know, you, you don't need as much money as you realise to, to go and travel if that's what you want to do. Um, but, but also, you know, be clear on the types of things that you do want to do and then you know, pl plan them in rather than waiting for this this golden ticket at 65, 67, whatever the age might be when, when I arrive. Um, 
I'm, I'm not sure it'll exist then. So I'm not sure what will be in place when when you reach official retirement age either. So yeah, it's fascinating um, his his view and his thoughts on on things like retirement. Yeah, it's it's great, and I'm actually reading his his uh, book. I uh, can't remember it's called where something Titans, the massive book. Tilts of Titans, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm reading reading that right now, and it's um, I just really like his stuff. I just like his philosophy towards life, and he's all about it's not just business oriented. It's about becoming healthier and and just trying to become an all round better person. Yeah, absolutely. Gav, I have what I call some um, 60-second quick-fire questions uh, towards the end of each interview. And this is really just to give the listeners a, a slightly different insight into my guests. So are you happy to answer some quick-fire questions? Let's do it, yeah. Okay, first one up then. Who or what inspires you the most? Um for me, and this is very, very stereotypical Scottish, um, but I'd say just having the freedom to do what I want, when I want, is um, what I've always wanted as a kid and still what drives me to this day. I, I just want a life where there's no um, external stress from things like money, time, having to be a certain place, wearing a certain thing. So just having that total freedom over, over my own life. Fantastic. Three guests to have to dinner, past or present? Gary Vaynerchuk is one. He's someone that um, has yeah. really helped me over the last few years. Oh, who else would I go for? Uh, I think Obama would be quite an interesting one. I think you'd have some you'd have some fun stories to tell. <laughs> and um who else would be a good person? I w- probably you know what? One of the best books I ever read. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that back. I'm gonna go Gary V, Elon Musk, and a complete out there one is one of the best books I ever wrote uh, read was the autobiography from Slash, the Guns N' Roses guitarist. Okay. Um, he just had some incredible stories about how he's died twice and wow. has survived. So I, I think he would be quite an interesting person to, to chat to over dinner. Well, we've, we've swapped out Obama and brought in Slash. Well, <laughs> that is going to be one lively dinner. Okay. Uh, a guilty pleasure, should you view it that way, uh, which you do when you have some time to yourself. Um, I uh, am partial to buying a full tub of Ben and Jerry's and just eating the whole thing. Any particular flavour? Cookie dough. It's got to be cookie dough. (laughs) And you eat it in one sitting? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, like, what I'll do is I'll be like, right, I'll just have a couple of spoons, all spoons, (laughs) tub on, lid on, put it on, put it on the table and then basically continue doing that till the whole thing's done and I feel sick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear me. Okay. A book or a podcast that you would recommend? My, my favorite book of all time is how to win friends and influence people. I think it's one of the things I love about it, which is quite funny because I'm in the social media space is I love the fact that it's written before any technology came around. So it's all about, 
human psychology and I feel like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, social media, these are all just tech and tactics that we can use. But what we're really trying to do is just communicate to other human beings. And the skills you need to do that are far more important than what time to post on Instagram or what hashtags to use. And so I love that book because it's just got the fundamentals of human communication in it. Yeah, I must admit, I haven't read Dale Carnegie's book for a while. Oh, you need to. That's gone straight back on the list. Okay, what's your one tip for improving overall well-being? I think something so simple yet over, overlooked is drink more water. I, I, I feel like, um, and I'm, I'm guilty of it myself, is I don't think the vast majority of us drink enough water. And I, and I can't remember who it was that told me, but one of the biggest symptoms of being dehydrated is being tired and how often do we see people tired and stressed in this day and age so i think we all need to drink more water get more sleep eat more veg simple it it is it's the simple stuff isn't it that we've lost sight of with with all the great marketing out there around you know what else we should be considering but but those simple things are just there in front of us every day yeah we're, we're always looking for this new like special water that's got extra packed vitamins and all these different things just drink water and eat vegetables simple things work i love it right i have three final questions for you gav who would you recommend as a future guest on the show oh um i would recommend what sort of angle do you want to go down then i can happy to go down the the well-being route um or the learning and development route or something a a completely off the wall different interesting type of person that would provoke some thought i've got a a very good friend who is um one of the smartest people i know in the fitness and well-being space uh, and, and nutrition space and uh he's got an awesome instagram he's a Genuine great guy, great Instagram, very, very smart. I think he'd be, um, for all things well-being, would be a great person to listen to. He's called Michael Ujoa. Um, it's Michael spelled Oloa, U-L-L-O-A-P-T is Instagram. But he's, uh, for all things well-being, that's the man to go to. Fantastic. What are you focused on currently and how can the listeners find out more about you? Uh, I'm, I'm focusing right now on, on building my building the funnel Academy. So we launched a couple of months ago and just, uh, just growing that making, trying to grow that into the, I want it to be the best online marketing and training platform on the internet. And, uh, you can, you can, anyone can find me on mrgavinbell.com or if you just type in Mr. Gavin Bell, I'll come up wherever you want. Excellent. And, your final takeaway for the listeners. Final takeaway. I'm going to echo what I said earlier. If whatever it is you're looking to do and achieve is just work hard at it, try different things and just be a good person. And if you try different things constantly, you work hard at those different things and you're generally a good person. It's only a matter of time before, before things start to work for you. What a, a wonderful 
and, and simple uh, takeaway for, for the listeners. Gav, thank you so much indeed for agreeing to come on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to spend a little bit of time with you and understand a little bit more about what you're doing and, and how you've arrived at this point. So thank you very much indeed. Thank you so much for having me, man. A huge thank you to Gavin again for appearing on the show. If you would like to start a conversation with him, you can find details as always in the show notes. Check out his Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram and YouTube accounts. Alternatively, head over to the Ignite website and check out the latest blog post featuring Gavin doing things and doing stuff. If you've enjoyed the episode, you can leave the show a rating and a review on iTunes or the platform that you use to listen to podcasts. Tune in next time to hear my interview with Bronwyn Thornton, Chief Executive Officer of Walk 21, an international charity dedicated to ensuring the right to walk and opportunity to enjoy it is supported and encouraged for everyone across the world. Until then, remember this. When you have a balance, enjoy it. When you've got an imbalance, embrace it. For in those moments you're striving towards achieving your next success, increasing your happiness or looking for greater fulfilment. Bye for now.